Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined with my co-host, Alex Wilson. Today, we're taking a look at one of the top wide receivers in the 2023 NFL Draft. This prospect out of TCU is a beast. Six foot four, might run a 4-3 at the NFL Scouting Combine. It's Quinton Johnston. A lot of you have asked for us to break him down in the comment section on the channel. So here we are, finally breaking him down and discussing one of the biggest boomer bust players in this year's draft in my eyes. I think that Johnston, when you look at him, he's got all the tools and traits of a prototypical X receiver in the NFL, and he's an elite athlete. But maybe there's some problems with his hands, a little bit of a drops problem. He's not perfect by any means. However, you see the potential for him to be one of the best receivers in the NFL if he's able to put it all together at the next level. So we want to discuss how he might fit in with the New York Giants, whether or not they should be targeting him, and maybe should they trade up for him? Because he might go pretty early in this year's draft. So we're going to dive into all of that. But before we do, make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed this episode and comment your thoughts down below. Subscribe to the channel if you're new and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what was your favorite moment of the Super Bowl 57 halftime show? Oh, uh, the halftime show. I mean, realizing that Rihanna's pregnant was definitely certainly interesting, but it was a great show. I mean, that was every depressing. year it's kind of like a hit or miss. You, you think it was depressing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it depressing? Because I'm, I, I, dude, everybody wants a Rihanna in their life, and ASAP Rocky is winning life with that woman. Like, he's got two kids with her now. <laughs> we can all just be endlessly jealous of asap rocky for his life achievements <laughs> i mean asap rocky being rich rihanna i mean sounds like a pretty good deal to me uh but i'll tell you what super bowl was great eagles lost that's all we wanted and if you watched the, our episode before the super bowl Kadarius tony what a, worth the trade we got a third round pick a sixth or fifth or sixth round pick and we got an eagles l i mean come on Good value out of that deal, man. Good value out of that deal. Had a great kick return and had a touchdown in the game. So um, I'll take it. You know, just just ruining the Eagles' day was was worthwhile to me. Um, but this is an interesting player, man. You know, Quentin Johnston out of TCU made it to the championship game this year at the collegiate level. He was the X-factor, X-receiver for this team. Now he exclusively played on the left side for that TCU high-octane offense. And they were fine using him as a decoy a lot. Like, they were not kind of sitting there like, we're going to feed him the ball like all a lot his his stats could have been a lot better you know you look at zay flowers you look at uh, jordan addison some of the more prominent names um in this wide receiver draft class and their stats are ridiculous they were primary focal points on their individual teams um but when you're looking at quentin johnston his stats don't really look like that but as you mentioned his tangible traits are phenomenal. He has some of the best tangible traits in this draft class. Some are saying that yeah, he has some of the best physical tools of any receiver in the last decade. You look at DK Metcalf, has the size, has the strength, but what he didn't have was the 4-3 speed that Quentin Johnston has. So, you know, when you're looking at him as a pure prospect, he's got, you know, you mentioned boomer bust. He's got potential to be one of the best receivers in football if he can put it all together. Now, there are some serious concerns that we do have we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about those stats. We're going to talk about his strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but I am excited to kind of dive into this player who really 
is intriguing because he's not just a physical specimen. He has the capabilities to be a tremendous route runner. If he can improve his catch, you know, his catch radius, if he can improve his just overall hands quality um, because he has some issues catching the football, and we are tired of receivers who drop the football. Um, you know, you look at Evan Ingram, you look at Darius Slayton, you look at even Richie James had some really bad drops this past season. We need a guy who's going to be a shorthanded uh, receiver and ultimately – uh, Quentin Johnston has the attributes. It's just a matter of putting it together and good coaching, as the Giants do have, could be the catalyst for him finding that potential and kind of untapping everything that he's capable of. Uh, but Anthony, you know, let, let me know your thoughts on Quentin Johnston. I'm curious. We'll have a back and forth here discussing this receiver and why he might be a good or bad fit for this Giants team. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this freakishly athletic player, right? Quentin Johnston is kind of one of those players that you would maybe make in Madden. Six foot four, four three speed. Like this is a creative player in Madden. He's super athletic. He's exactly what you want from your big body outside receiver in an NFL offense. So I take a look at this guy and I kind of liken him to the likes of Martavis Bryant. If you remember him, Alex, he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a player that had such great potential, didn't reach it, a lot of off the field stuff. So, but if you're taking a look at Quinton Johnson and Martavis Bryant and the way that they play. They're very similar, freakish athletes, big bodies. I, I always wish that Martavis Bryant would have gotten himself together and reached his potential because he was really fun to watch when he was on his A game. And I think that Quentin Johnston really has the same potential that Martavis Bryant did coming out of college. Now, if I had to go with a high-end player comparison for a guy like Quentin Johnston, Alex, I know we were just talking about this before we started recording, but Julio Jones for me. If you recall, when Julio Jones was coming out of college, out of Alabama, 6'4", four, 4'3", four, speed, just an absolute monster. But there are are some key differences that hold a player like Quentin Johnson back from being a Julio Jones level player. Now, Julio Jones, one of the best receivers in NFL history, arguably, right? But he was so good at high pointing the ball. He had elite strength and the speed after the catch. All of that stuff blended together. There's some room for improvement with Johnston in that regard. Now, I think that one of the main things, Alex, that we mentioned is high pointing the ball, getting that, getting to the catch point. It's kind of a coaching point for Johnston. He has some drops. He has a tough time really extending his arms and catching the ball away from his body. A lot of body catches. So, Alex, what what would you compare uh, Quentin Johnston to? Who's your pro comp? And what do you think the uh, the main issue is with the way that he catches the ball and why he isn't able to uh, you know high point those passes? So when I look at Quentin Johnston, I have a really hard time actually giving him a pro comp because I think he has traits from individual receivers. It's hard to say. You know, you mentioned Martavis Bryant, uh, but I feel like he's a little bit more physical. I feel like I liken his physical traits to DK Metcalf. I like his size. I like his strength. Um, you know, specifically, what is he? Six foot four with 212 pounds of, of weight. I mean, you're talking about a really physical specimen here that you don't find that type of speed, you know, four, three speed at six, four, 212 pounds, man. You don't find that. Like you work with that. You know, he already is showing that he can be a tremendous receiver at the collegiate level Had a thousand seventy yards last year, 17.8 yards per uh, reception with six touchdowns. And I'd love to see those, those touchdowns go up played in 14 games, obviously helped that uh, team go to the championship game. Uh, but Quentin Johnston with those type of tangible traits, you know, you're talking about one of the best, receiving prospects that we've seen in maybe 10 years. And, you know, I, like I said, I liken him to the physical traits of DK Metcalf, but he's got some decent route running. Um, someone mentioned to me on Twitter that he, he kind of likens him to like a, a bigger and faster, maybe not faster, but I guess faster, bigger, faster version of Darius Slayton because of the drop issues. Um, so there is an issue there, but, you know, I, I think that I, I like his individual traits comparably. 
you know, after the catch, he is a monster. You know, if he can catch the football, he is so good after the catch. That little, he does this thing, right? The second he catches the pass, he immediately puts his foot in the ground and turns direction and spins away from any any cornerback or defensive back behind him. You know, he has really good kind of peripheral vision in that in that aspect, and he's able to take the ball and immediately turn around and, and hightail it out of there. That's what you want receivers to do because you're talking about instead of getting tackled immediately, potentially 10, 15, 20-plus yards in addition, maybe he takes it to the house with 4-3 speed. And then he has ridiculous strength to go with it so he can stiff-arm guys. He can make guys miss in the open field. That type of quality you don't find very often because he has the speed and strength combination. He has really long strides. If you watch him play, go watch his highlights, go watch any film on him. His strides, you know, reminiscent. You know, you look at Justin Jefferson. Um, you look at DK Metcalf. The strides are so long. The difference is Justin Jefferson's an elite route runner. DK Metcalf, I wouldn't call him an elite route runner, but he's such a physical receiver. He's able to utilize that body leverage. Now, you mentioned something interesting before. Quentin Johnston can be out leveraged. And at the high pointing of the football, you'd think 6'4", 212 pounds. He should be able to go up there and high point the football. Problem is, he uses his body a lot to catch passes. Um, you, you see other receivers in the NFL, the really good receivers, they're really good just using their hands. They don't need to haul it into their chest. They don't need to use their body. And when you're going up to high point a pass and you're six foot four, you can extend that. You're jumping in the air. You can get up to freaking eight, nine feet maybe. And he just isn't capable of doing that because he waits for the ball to come down to here or he's like this. So you're only looking at about maybe a couple of extra inches, maybe an extra foot of leverage there. And a cornerback, a good cornerback at the NFL level is going to be able to shut that down pretty easily. Um, but I do like the fact that he has the tangible traits, the physical traits that good coaching could get that out of him. You know, good coaching could make him one of the best receivers in football. The question is, do you want to run the risk of of the coaching not being able to, you know, get that, you know, extract that level of talent? So, Anthony, when you're looking at him, do you think that he's coachable? Because in my opinion, a guy this young, a guy this physically talented, I feel like it's worthwhile to take a shot because any player, any great player could flop. You know, anybody could flop. You know, Eric Flowers flopped and everyone, you know, was was pretty high on him at the time. You know, you look at some really great, even Kyler Murray's going through a kind of a situation right now and he, people thought he was going to be a stud forever, for a very long time. A lot of players that were considered top picks flop, but, you know, sometimes you got to go with instead of, uh, production, you got to go with physical traits paired with pretty good production at the collegiate level and say, okay, you know what, I can work with this. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think that other receivers in this draft class are better. I really like Jordan Addison. I'm a huge Jordan Addison guy. Anthony and I are both in the same boat when it comes to him, his route running, his hands. You know, he's gotten a lot better as time has gone on. Um, his, his fundamentals are just a lot more, I guess, fluid and, lo and a lot more developed than Quentin Johnston. But you know, these are things that you can learn how to fix. You know, you can fix uh, catching. Now, maybe Evan Ingram didn't fix it with us, but he went to Jacksonville and he fixed it somehow. So, you know, I'll, to, to ask you once more, do you think that the coaching that we have on this team right now with Brian Dable and some of the tremendous coaches we do have is good enough to make Quentin Johnston one of the best receivers in this game? Yeah, I mean, 1,000%. We've been talking about it with Johnston. He's like a creative player. Like, this is exactly what you want. This is the most coachable, moldable player in the draft at the receiver position. And that's what you're looking for in the NFL draft. A lot of the times, fans look at the big-name players, the guys who put up a ton of yards in the SEC or, you know, broke records in the Big Ten, and they say, you know, the, this is who I want the Giants to draft, right? 
but production at the collegiate level does not always translate to production at the NFL level. But what could translate probably better is having those tangible traits, having those tools, and being a moldable piece of clay. NFL teams are not looking for the most successful college player. They're looking for the college player that can be molded into the most successful NFL player. And that's the selling point for Quentin Johnson. Six foot four, four three speed. That is the selling point right there. And an elite ability after the catch. That is the most surprising thing when you turn on Quentin Johnson's tape. You look at him and you think, okay, this is probably your prototypical big body X receiver. They're going to throw him a bunch of fade routes and he's going to go up there and moss some, you know, undersized cornerbacks in college, right? That's what you expect to see, but that's not what you see. You see him run a lot of slant routes, a lot of drag routes, take the ball, turn up field, make guys miss, take some curl routes and just instantly make the first guy miss and gain an extra 10 yards after the catch. That's what you see from Quentin Johnston. I saw, I think it was Nick Filato on Twitter described him as the perfect fit in a Jason Garrett offense because he always catches the the curl routes and makes the first man miss. So that makes a lot of sense, right? We, we remember watching that putrid Jason Garrett offense with all of those curl routes, but all of our receivers would just get tackled instantly upon making the reception. Quentin Johnson, so good at making that first guy miss. He would be a really good fit in an offense like that. And when you take a look at how he might fit in a Giants offense, the Giants like to get their receivers out in space, give them opportunities to make plays after the catch. Quentin Johnston can do that, probably better than anyone in this draft class. In fact, he broke 45 tackles across three seasons at TCU. In 2022, he forced 18 missed tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. So this guy is elite with the ball in his hands. You give him the ball in space on those drag routes, those comeback routes, all that stuff that Brian Dable loves to implement, and you can make a really special player out of Quinton Johnson. Now, some of those coaching points that we just discussed, Alex, like high-pointing the ball, I do think that those are coaching points. I think all of that stuff is very coachable. And again, when you've got a six foot four, 215-pound receiver, it's very easy to mold this guy into being something good. The problem that you have with receivers that size is usually them being too big, too strong, not flexible enough. That was a concern for DK Metcalf that had him fall into the second round of the draft. People were concerned that he wasn't flexible enough to go up there in high point balls and he didn't have that functionality on the sideline to keep his feet in bounds, all that kind of stuff. He proved everybody wrong. And Quentin Johnson, I don't even have that concern with him. Watch the way that he plays. Watch how quick his hips are. He's really agile. I think that this is a guy who can absolutely be coached into catching the ball at the high point. It's just a matter of... Of getting him in the right team with the right scheme and do I think that the New York Giants can be that right team and scheme absolutely 100% I do Brian Dable was the NFL coach of the year for a reason and I think that he can turn a player like Quinton Johnson with all of these tools and traits into an absolute superstar so Alex when you look at a guy like this and you know taking a look at his run after the catch ability and what Brian Dable is looking for in this offense we know Wandale Robinson is here to be one of those run after the catch guys but why do you think that that is what separates Quinton Johnson and maybe makes him a perfect fit with the Giants you know, so I'm just like kind of scrolling Twitter simultaneously here, and I come across a Jordan Addison route and leaves the cor- the corner in his dust. You know, the type of separation. So Quentin Johnston, he may not be an elite separator by any means, but he can make the catches because of his speed. You know, those crossing routes. You, we saw Darius Slayton do it routinely last year. Those Those nine routes – He's gone. You know, like you can't catch him if you're in man coverage, if you're, if, especially if you're playing press on him. Um, those, the crossing routes were dangerous. Uh, he was feasting um, in some of those games last season. But the thing is, Jordan Addison, uh, just watching a couple of his reps, 
he just creates so much natural separation because of his route running. Really kind of looked to me like Garrett Wilson in a, in a way, the way that he, the stem of his of his route develops, the way that he instantly creates separation. The second that that stem, the apex of the route occurs, it's like instantly two yards, if not more, of separation. If Daniel Jones, you know, is is looking to get a guy. If you're if you're putting, for example, if you're let's say bunching some receiver, you have Wandell Robinson um, playing the slot, and you have Jordan Addison playing the Z, and you have Wandell Robinson breaking towards the inner inner portion of the field, and or rather you have Wandell breaking towards the inner portion of the field, and you have Jordan Addison, you know, maybe just running an like a post to the out, and the second he puts his foot in the ground, gives a little shimmy, there's no one out there except for it's him and a cornerback, you know, one on one. He's he's got it. Like it's done. If, as long as the ball is there, he's going to make that catch and he's going to get yardage. I feel as though the route running and you and I think you are on the same page in terms of like you love route runners, you love elite route runners, the speed, you know, good playmaking ability. And then Quentin Johnston, I think, could develop to become that. But Jordan Addison already is that. So like that's the kind of comparison I'm trying to make is like Quentin Johnson may have the physical tools, but he's got a lot of room to grow. He's got a lot, you know, of upside that isn't really there yet. Jordan Addison is already there and has upside. He just doesn't have 4-3 speed. And so, and he also can high point catches for what it's worth. He can make those big plays downfield as well. So, uh, you know, I know you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, so I'm actually working on a Jordan Addison film breakdown right now that's coming out on the channel. And you described one of the plays that I think I'm breaking down. Now, if I had to guess, Alex, one of those plays that you were just looking at, Jordan Addison, he got open on a deep post, right? It was that big deep post against Stanford. Yeah, because on that play, you had USC running a Yankee concept. And I love that concept because it has an over, so a deep in route and the post, and it basically puts all the pressure on that center fielder, right? That deep free safety to make the play. But that play doesn't really happen unless Jordan Addison breaks himself open. And you mentioned it there with the stem, the shimmy at the to make it a corner post rather than just a normal big post. That's the kind of elite route running that makes him an instant impact player in year one in the NFL. Like as a rookie, he's going to step into the league and he's going to be a phenomenal route runner and get a ton of yardage. Jordan Addison, that is. Now, do I think that's exactly the same thing with Quinton Johnston? Let's compare the two players because in my opinion it's kind of like 1a Jordan Addison 1b Quentin Johnson and the reason why I have Addison right above Johnson is that route running and because I think he's more polished and pro ready when you're looking at the Giants with Daniel Jones who just led them to the divisional round of the playoffs does he need a project at wide receiver a toolsy guy that comes into the league and makes an impact in years two and three no he needs a guy that steps in in year one and pushes the Giants from being a divisional team to competing into the conference championship and hopefully the Super Bowl so for me that that is Jordan Addison because he just has more polish in, in his game right off the bat. But if you're looking at the long term, the potential of maybe finding the best receiver in the NFL, now that's Quinton Johnston. That guy is a difference maker. And that's not to say that he's a bad route runner by any means. I think that he is a good route runner, but there is some room for improvement. His route tree was a little bit limited. He's not as versatile as a guy like Jordan Addison who lines up as an X, a Z, and the slot. When you're looking at Quinton Johnston, this is primarily, strictly, uh, left side of the field, X receiver, who runs a lot of vertical routes. He also does run a lot of slant routes, but those outside breaking routes, those sideline breaking routes, you don't see a lot of those from a guy like Quentin Johnston, more th more so than you see from a guy like Jordan Addison. You see him break to the sideline. You see him, you see him stem his routes together, put 
put a shimmy at the top of the route, at the apex of the route, as you were mentioning, Alex, and break himself wide open for huge gains. Now, Jordan Addison, he does separate, but it's a lot of explosion out of his routes that forces him to separate. It's not the agility. It's not the setting up a cornerback and faking him out early in the route. And that's why I think that when you look at translatable skills in year one, Jordan Addison's polish at that route running trait is what will make him that instant impact player. So again, I like Quentin Johnston, everything that he does after the catch, the the tangible traits, he's an incredible prospect, but who fits better into the New York Giants offense? For me, because of that route running and that quick separation ability, it's going to be Jordan Addison. Now, if Addison is the first receiver off the board and Quentin Johnston is sitting there, I'm probably taking Quentin Johnson if I'm the Giants and trying to mold him into being a better route runner and a run after the catch guy. But if Jordan Addison is sitting there and so is Quentin Johnson, if I'm Brian Dable, I know which way I'm going. I'm going with the guy that resembles the Stefan Diggs-esque receiver, and that's Jordan Addison nine times out of ten over Quentin Johnson. So, Alex, how would you rank those two guys? Again, I gave you my 1A, 1B. How do they stack up against each other for you? I'm still a Jordan Addison fan, and I think you kind of hit it on the head there. He's like a Stefan Diggs for this team, and the here's the thing. Jordan Addison is ready to step in and be a WR1. Great hands. you know. Rather, he, he had some drop issues in the past you know, with Pittsburgh, but he's kind of alleviated those, over, those concerns over the last year or so um, with USC, and he's become a ridiculous player. He's been the focal point of an offense. Now, that's not to say Quentin Johnson hasn't because he was – but you look at the stats comparably, and they're and they're different. Quentin Johnston has like one one season over a thousand yards, maximum six touchdowns. Jordan Addison has seasons with double digit touchdowns on multiple years, and you're talking like sixteen, seventeen hundred hundred yards. Um, you know he he is a stud as well. The thing is, I think Addison's actually more primed to be an instant impact player at the NFL level than Quentin Johnston is. I think Johnson needs a year or two to really get the best out of the coaching staff and really maximize that talent. But I think. Addison, I don't think the Giants have time to waste. Like they need, they need a guy who's going to come in and be like an instant impact player and going to be fit, you know, fit into that offense seamlessly. The thing is, like you look at Quinton Johnston's size, you look at his frame, and you, it's easy to say, oh, you know, he's another Kenny Galladay, he's another uh, Des Bryant, he's another like bigger guy. He's not. He's not like that at all, actually, because he's not that physical guy that's going to go in a high point and catch. In fact, he's like the opposite of that. He's a burner, and he's got ridiculous speed, but he has the strength, and he has the yards after the catch capability. So it's like he's really hard to pinpoint, honestly. Like That's why I'm having a really hard time like figuring out who he is and having a hard time figuring out who to compare him to, you know? He's kind of like a little guy playing a big big guy's body, right? Exactly. Like that's how I look at Quentin exactly. Johnson. He plays a lot smaller than he is, which is a problem. You know, like you want to mm -hmm. see an NFL coach really coach him up and get him to play more to his frame because there are some plays on his tape where he does go up there, he high points a ball, and he mosses somebody. But sometimes he goes up there, and I saw Steve Smith Sr. actually talking about this on a TikTok. He says that he goes up there and he'll high point the ball, but he won't have his hands up like this. He'll have them right like this so he's catching the ball with his body but also high pointing it that's just because he's freakishly tall freakishly athletic jumping over players so he can high point the ball with his chest but that's not what you want to see him do at the next level because some of those cornerbacks and safeties at the next level are just as freakishly tall and athletic as him and they will be able to high point the ball better so with Quentin Johnson again he kind of is like a small guy playing in a big guy's body 
But with Jordan Addison, you're seeing a more polished, refined receiver who gets open at all three levels. So I think it's really interesting to compare those two guys, Alex. But with Quinton Johnson, again, that run after the catch ability and the way that you could see him maybe incorporated into an offense with a guy like Wandale Robinson and just all those deep crossers and drag routes. I mean, you're talking mayhem from a team. If, you, if you're a defense and you don't have the best tacklers out there, it's mayhem. You have guys falling on the ground all over the place with Johnson and Robinson just breaking tackles everywhere. And I think that's one of the things with Isaiah Hodgins, right? Six foot four, big body guy like Quentin Johnson, but doesn't have that speed, doesn't have that agility that Johnson has. But we saw a lot of plays where Isaiah Hodgins got open on those deep crossers, those medium crossers, post routes, 15, 20 yards downfield. He would catch it. He'd add a few extra yards after the catch and go down. But Johnson takes those passes, those deep crossers, breaks like three mm-hmm. tackles and maybe turns it into a touchdown. And that's the difference exactly. of why I think that Johnson might be a great fit in the Giants offense. It's tough, man. It's so tough. I'm like, I'm having like this back and forth kind of thing in my head. And I'm like just playing ping pong. Like it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense. And it's like the upside, but the hands, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's high what, floor versus high ceiling, right? I think that's what that's it is. That's the thing. I think Addison's floor is much higher. Um, but I think Quentin Johnston's ceiling is like one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. Um, maybe not the best. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson kind of has that locked up. But I'll tell you what, I think he could be top five easily. Jordan Addison, maybe he'll never get to top five, but he could be a top 10 receiver um and his floor might be top 10 you know what i mean like that's how good he could be um and and that's what that's what gets me excited about him the separation the giants don't have many separators uh speed you can find speed man like you can go into the mid rounds and find a, a fast receiver to run nines and run crossers that's not that difficult to do but finding guys with that type of agility finding that type guys with that type of route running and that's polished and ready to translate to the nfl now that's where it gets tough now a lot of the receivers in this draft class are considered power slot to slot guys even jackson smith and jigba are like really um considered like power slot and you're looking at Zay Flowers really a slot Josh Downs slot uh, Tank Dell slot Jordan Addison can play slot he can go outside and the thing about Quentin Johnston he's primarily in fact he's only a a boundary receiver you're not going to move him into the slot Jordan Addison though you can move him around your formation you can put him in motion you can have him running out of the Z out of the slot out of the X that versatility has underrated value Uh, maybe even not underrated maybe proper value so I do kind of feel like I like him because of the versatility he offers a dynamic style but also the nfl ready route running um whereas and and the good hands you know the developed hands they're getting better as time goes on where as quentin johnson still has a long way to go to perfect that you know he needs like probably years of experience before he really gets that that uh the feeling down for catching a football the right way um we've seen receivers if not tight ends on this team struggle to do do it over four years you know evan ingram and only came together in his fifth season with uh or sixth season what fifth or sixth season um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so it's tough, man. You know, yeah, no, it definitely is. It, it, it the hands are a tough coaching point, and I think that when you look at a guy like Quentin Johnson, there's a clear distinction between him and I remember when I was watching T. Higgins at Clemson. Right, T. Higgins was uh, even larger, even stronger on the boundary, but was strictly a boundary guy. But he would go up there, and he had a catch radius that was honestly mind-boggling. He would catch the ball at his shoelaces. He would catch the ball two feet above his head, all over the place, high-pointing the ball, getting his hands extended from his body and and making those receptions. But I don't necessarily see that with Quentin Johnston. I 
think he has a limited catch radius for a guy his size. So I think that is really the key to unlocking his potential and making him one of those best receivers in the NFL. As you mentioned, Alex, you really want to see if you can get his body control and his catch radius to expand. And then you're talking about him becoming an elite NFL player rather than a prospect with some really great potential. But I think that really wraps up this conversation, though, on Quinton Johnson. We pretty much rounded all the bases, talked about how he might fit in the New York Giants offense and everything like that. Again, I think he's the 1B of receivers in this class, but I'd love to hear your opinions and thoughts down below in the comment section. Let us know what you think about Quentin Johnson, how you compare him to Jordan Addison, and whether or not you want to see the Giants go ahead and draft Quentin Johnson at a TCU. But make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode, a long discussion on Quentin Johnson, and make sure to subscribe to the channel if you are new and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. We'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants. Bing!